Hi everyone, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. Today I'm talking about next step nutrition for business owners and we've got a very special guest. Johnny, welcome to the Stay Hungry podcast. Well, thank you for having me. What a, what an entrance. I try my best. I try my best. So I guess for the uh, uninitiated, just, just let us know who you are. The uninitiated. But we are initiated, aren't we, Joel? That's the thing. <laughs> uh, and that, that is the full quote for, for non-Batman fans. Uh, yeah, so my name is Johnny Landles. Um, a little bit of uh, a pop culture geek. Um, but also I am a nutrition coach. Um, soon to be master health coach, which is the uh, certification I'm going on at the moment. And I kind of like saying that. Nice. Um, it's, it sounds a bit like a bit supreme, a bit wanky. Um, but that, that's just like a behavior change and nutrition coaching certification I'm going through again. Um, and I run Next Step Nutrition, which is an online health and fitness coaching company um, focused on helping people find that elusive balance um, between being fit and healthy, but also being a real human being. So it's not like peak performance in terms of bodybuilders and elite athletes, because that's probably that side of the spectrum. Mine's very much everyday person. How can we look good, feel good, but have a good relationship with food and ourselves at the same time? That makes a lot of sense. That sounds good. So you left a little bit out. I believe uh, you're on stage tonight. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I am. So I am a previous uh, musical theatre actor. I'd never really got that far with it. I got a couple of paid jobs way back when. Um, and I'm sort of setting on stage again for the first time in nine years wow. tonight. Yeah, because I, I never got into the community theatre side of things after I left the professional the professional job. I was working as a as a gym trainer. Okay. So my, so my evenings were spent working. Um, and then even when I took this business full time and had that time back in the evenings, it took me a while to find my feet in terms of who would, you know, who does those types of productions and, and how to get involved with them. And and then when I did do that, COVID hit. Oh, I see. So COVID got in the way of kind of getting back on stage earlier. Um, so here we are. Yeah, we're opening the production of Rent yep. tonight at the Leeds Carriage Works Theatre. Um, and for those that know the show, uh, I'm playing the role of Roger, which is one of the, um, there's like six, six to sort of eight sort of main parts. And he's one of those people. So yeah, it's cool. It's a good show. Nice. And something else really important you touched on there. Um, have you seen the new Batman? I actually haven't seen it oh, yet. What? I've heard mixed things. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Did you? Okay. So I've heard mixed things, but the most I've heard have been good things. There was just one group of mine that I'm in where they, they talked about it being painfully slow. It is slow, but it, in all the right ways. So yes, um, I think, I think it's, it's definitely for people who are into Batman. It's okay. So yeah, it's, it's clever. It's definitely a detective movie rather than, a, a typical superhero film so that's what i heard as well that it goes really deep into the detective side of things and that's yeah. what makes it really intriguing and, and actually decent yeah yeah exactly so back to the matter at hand what what <laughs> what what is next step nutrition how does it how exactly 
does someone engage with you? How, how would you help a business owner, let's say? A business owner, they are, they, you are, they are unique, aren't they? And it's funny because I am very much also one of them, yeah. which is the cool thing. And as my business has grown, I have had to really, really evaluate my uh, priorities and my time and my energy management, which yeah. is one of the key things, is knowing that you need to set healthy boundaries amongst your work and your routine. You do need to prioritize your energy um, because if you aren't, you know, if you don't have it, you can't do your job as well as you can. Yeah. Like I, I had to do it today with with certain client calls and certain arrangements. I I genuinely had to rearrange things because of how late last night went on to. Yeah. And how I was, I realized I wasn't going to be able to wind down and, and get the sleep that I would have needed for today. So I, last night when I realized that I, I pushed back morning meetings that I had in order to preserve the amount of time I needed for sleep Yeah, because I knew that I had certain calls and I had this conversation with you and I have other things. Luckily it's a rest day for me, gym wise, but with business owners, it's having that conversation with them that you can do more in less time mm-hmm. than you realize. And from a nutrition and fitness perspective, for me, it's a case of making workouts as efficient as possible. So, you know, do we really need an hour in the gym? Probably not. We can probably get 30 to 45 minutes in because then that also includes the commute there and back, Mm -hmm. depending on what they're doing. Or do we make sure that we set up a space at home or in the office that is adequate because you can get a lot done with minimal to no equipment as well. Mm -hmm. And then it's talking about food and getting rid of that perfectionist mindset, Joel, you know, like, because I'm the person who tries to bridge that middle ground between performance being very much on one end of the spectrum and sickness being the other end of the spectrum. If we look at health in the middle, having a good relationship with food, having enough energy to perform day to day with a business owner, their priority is going to be their work and their family. And we need to bring themselves into one of the priorities in terms of health and well-being. But there's a lot we can do with food in a short period of time that allows them to perform at their best. You know, you don't need to be preparing all of your foods in advance and and counting every calorie and every macrogram and weighing all of your food and doing all of these things. You can grab things on the go when you need to and still be super healthy if you need to. We can create a food routine where maybe as you're having dinner one night, you're having, you know, preparing some breakfast and lunch the next day so that it's ready. And, and we can make those foods tasty. We can make them enjoyable. You don't need to be having chicken, broccoli, and rice. Yeah. Like you can be having home-cooked pasta and meatballs because really what we need to work on is the amount of energy you're getting in a day and the amount of fruits, veggies, and protein you're getting across the course of a week and a month rather than trying to be like perfect mm-hmm. at every single meal because that's just going to add undue pressure that doesn't need to be there. And I guess that's probably something you see a lot with business owners in particular because maybe they don't have the a normal routine you know they don't necessarily have to be at work at nine leave at five um sometimes they skip lunch or they eat on the go um and then on the extreme end sometimes they're under a lot of pressure and so mindset health and well-being gets put to the bottom of the list um when people first approach you, what? How do you sort of, um, what, for want of a better word, diagnose where they're at? That's a great question because for me, my consultation process is is key to how I work with people. Mm-hmm. It's a case of 
genuinely having a conversation with them and asking them open-ended questions about where they are and where they want to get to. Yeah. And then ask, and then reflecting that back to them. So they hear their own words back and confirming that you've, you've heard and understood it correctly. Cause there's a difference between seeing someone on a consultation form saying, okay, I want to lose fat and get healthier. But then when you actually have that conversation with them, you need to understand what that means to them. Yeah. And what does get, what does get healthier mean to you? Like, how do you actually want your habits and lifestyle to be different? Like, mm. What are you doing now that you're not happy with? And how would you like that to change? Because everyone thinks that and knows that eating better, sleeping and exercising. And it's like, okay, that's like what I need to do to, to get on well in yeah. life. But what that specifically looks like is different for each person. So as you said, for that business owner who doesn't necessarily have a nine to five, and has then a very unique routine and a unique relationship with their work-life balance because their work is much more important to them than the the regular person who has a job and just switches off after yeah. they leave the office and has probably spent most of their time at the office watching YouTube. It's a very different conversation to say, okay, well, knowing that this is your schedule and knowing what you're doing now, what changes can we make that is going to have you feeling better? Because really, as a nutritionist, like I'm not against like eating on the go. If you need to, one of my biggest, um, habits for people is, is the process of mindful eating and sitting down with the food and having food as an event in itself to optimize digestion and satisfaction, because that leads to a reduction in calories and and an increase in satisfaction with the meal. But if you're in a position where you are in a bind and you're between meetings, it's like, well, you actually getting a, a high protein sandwich and a snack from Tesco meal deal because that stops you from getting too hungry and then smashing down three burgers and a bar of chocolate later. Cause you're just absolutely ravenous. That's the better decision. And yeah. it doesn't need to be chicken, rice and broccoli and Tupperware because you're not a bodybuilder and you're not prepping to get on stage in a budgie smuggler. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I guess like speak, speaking for myself, sometimes things happen in a work day that trip you up. So you've got all all the best intentions and you're probably, you know, going at a hundred miles an hour. What does a business owner do in that scenario where they're not being mindful about their meal? Mm -hmm. I think the important thing to know is that if you're doing it through the day, then you've got different meals, haven't you? You've got, you've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If we look at like our three main meals and we've got snacks throughout the day as well. Mm-hmm. If during the work day, it's, it's almost impossible for you to be mindful for you to grab a moment of time to have that set meal. Yeah. Then either we need to address that time management to say, how do we make that an event? Even if it's for 15 minutes. Yeah. But it's also being compassionate of like, Oh damn, like I was supposed to have supposed to focus on mindful eating today. And I've, you know, I've just wolfed down this sandwich while doing my emails because I, I got pushed into a bind and it's like, okay, that's going to happen. And there's a couple of things we can do. We can either say, okay, let's, let's, let's track it in our journal that this happened on this day. And then let's look at that as an obstacle that we can overcome. So in, in obstacle handling, there are external obstacles and internal obstacles, external being like work meetings or needing to pick up kids or other things like kind of getting in the way of training or getting in the way of skill practice. And then internal obstacles being thoughts, feelings, and emotions that potentially derail you in some way, like feeling stressed or feeling bored or feeling lonely, tired, fat, any of those things. And it's the more that you can start to, to note down when these obstacles get in the way and what happens, 
you can then start to plan around them. Yeah. If the, if this happens, then I'll do this. If this happens, then I'll do this. And with something like what you just mentioned, a busy work day and not having the time to mindfully eat a meal, it's okay. You got the next meal. Yeah. It's like, we need to have that self-compassion to say, okay, these are things that are going to happen. I'm really busy. And I know that actually like I've enjoyed that meal and that's going to be my lunch. And I give people guidelines of like balanced meals and eating every sort of three to five hours as guidelines to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. When their internal skill practice might take a hit or be hard to follow because people are used to following external rules with their diets anyway it takes a long time to transition away from those towards a more internal regulation. Yeah. And we can use guidelines and skills as a way to practice towards that internal regulation. Cause that's the way that I work. Joel is very much a case of I'm very non-tracking and very non-external regulation in terms of food. Yeah. It's very much a case of, I want everyone to dial in on physically how hungry they are and how satisfied they are with meals, but dealing with their emotions and thoughts with ways outside of food. And I think with a business owner, that's probably the biggest thing is the kind of stress and emotional eating and drinking that might happen through long work hours, deadlines, and the kind of, you know, the natural stress that comes with owning your own business. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. That whole, like, um, you've probably gone, people have gone a whole day without having anything to eat or drink. And Mm. so they, they get home and they eat like four meals worth of food. But yeah. most of that is because they're thirsty, not hungry. And yeah, it's, uh, but that would be typical for like a lot of our listeners where they are so focused on what they want to achieve in their business that they're forgetting to put any focus on themselves. So, um, mm. I think, you know, him. we had Ali McLean on the podcast and, uh, oh, yeah. and he was talking about if your cup's not full, and overflowing it's impossible for you to fill other people's cups be that in business be that in family be be that in food and um yeah just just really interesting how the the impact and and the way you talk about it being energy and energy management and so i guess give me a typical example of someone who approaches you who is struggling with energy management mm-hmm. and what we would do mm. It very much starts with that consultation again, Joel, of like, okay, well, what does feelings of energy mean to you? Mm. What does it, what do you, you know, tell me about a time when you felt like at your peak energy and tell me about what, what, what that was like and what it was, what it felt like to be in that state. And often people can recall times of their lives when they just felt like on top of things yeah, or on it. And it's really powerful to use that kind of imagery because one, it provides the client with the knowledge that they have had this either had this outcome in the past or they've been able to make this change in the past. You know, tell me about a time in your life when you felt on top of things or high energy or whatever. And they can, you know, audibly give you a description of this is how I felt. And then this is how I I was handling things. And this is how I generally felt overall. And then you can start to bridge the gap and Mm -hmm. be like, well, what's different now to that time then? Like what things have changed? Because the ability to deal with change and this idea that everything is always changing, right? This idea of impermanence is very much a mindfulness piece. Yeah. And when I, when I took that on board in my own life, that was so helpful for me because I was someone who was so rigid in my routines and my mindset around things that the slightest change would completely throw me off balance. You know, like the slightest change in a meal time or the slightest change of a training time or Oh, I'm not going to be able to go to the gym today. Like I'd, I'd almost self-destruct as someone who sort of like relied on all these things religiously. Yeah. 
and I'm not saying that habits and streaks aren't a good thing, but there's a difference between perfectionist mindset. I must always do these things all of the time at this time versus a practice mindset of I'm aiming to build this habit of doing X, but I understand as a compassionate human that things are going to happen that are outside my control and that's okay. Yeah, I got you. So with, with energy management, you know, a lot of the time people find themselves in these routines that no longer work for them. And because so much has changed around them, they might have just been trying to rigidly stick to an old routine that now isn't working. And now their energy is just all out of whack. So it's being able to have that conversation with them and saying, look, what things have changed that have led you to here now? And what kind of habits were you doing back then when you were, you know, when you were in this better state? And they come down to the things that we all know and love, right? Drinking more water, as you said, like maybe you smash loads of food down because you're actually dehydrated. Um, getting adequate sun exposure and movement through the day, getting adequate exercise through the week anyway, um, doing hobbies and activities that, as you said, fill your cup back up, not just work, 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 work. Yeah. Like it's why I do the musical theater again, because for me, like a big thing that was missing in my life was outside hobbies. Yeah. Managing sleep, managing nutrition in a way that, works for you so not perfectionist mindset but maybe eating regularly throughout the day or at least knowing okay if i'm busy and i'm skipping a meal because i, I don't have the time i know that i'm getting in a solid breakfast maybe it's a smoothie or something like that yeah. because of time and then i'm having a solid meal at the end of the day and having the mindset of knowing that that is okay because the mindset we approach to it is is key if we think oh man i've had a really bad day because i've missed lunch well, I might as well just go and smash four meals worth of food. It's the sabotage that comes from feeling guilty from not hitting a certain ideal. Yeah. But you, you get to set that ideal. And that, that is what's really key. So to bring it back around to your question of energy management, we need to talk to the client about what's missing and what helps them feel feed their energy. And we've got a few different um, assessment sheets, which, which I can provide to you of like a life web, a resilience web and a stress web because it gets our clients to look at their life and like vote on these different aspects yeah. from like one to 10 of like how, you know, like how well-rounded is their life, how much stress do they feel they have in their life and then how much resilience do they feel they have in their life to deal with that stress? Because then you can look at their, their life as like a whole and see what's missing and you can look at their stress and their resilience and go, okay, what skills do these people have in managing their stress and what's missing, what can we start to push in mm. and help them to, 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 you know, to well round these things as much as we can. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, I know you've had a lot of clients, a lot, um, of those that were business owners, what kind of difference did you see, not just in them as a person, but then in their business performance when they started to get a handle on this? Oh, it's massive. Like I could tell you about one of the, one of the, my clients at the moment who owns his own law firm. Yeah. And cause his biggest goal was sort of dropping body fat and improving confidence and things like that. But sure. also he's a, an amateur triathlete. Okay. And so it was like a big thing for him to have that time back to explore that hobby of his that he hadn't been able to do. And so not only do you see the change physically in these people when they take control of these things, you know, in terms of the leaner body weight thing, it's better clothes and, kind of energy and light around their face but to hear him talking about how he's managing his energy better with his schedule and creating a timeline and a schedule that works for him and mm. he's pulling in the resources of having you know a personal assistant and other people who will manage his diary 
and know that those times are non-negotiables. He's yeah. like, I've just got non-negotiables now. I was like, that is my exercise time at that time every day. And like, no one can cross it. And it, it sounds like such a small and simple change, but it's just that diary management of knowing, yeah, okay, like I am the boss. Yeah. If, if I need to do this to protect my time, then I'm going to do it. And he says that the, the better thing from that is working on time management and energy management. His work when he is doing work, then is so much more focused. And I'm not like a time management guru or whatever, but in terms of helping people allocate their diary, time block things using maybe productivity focus timers and things so that they're just on it in terms of their one task. Yeah. So it doesn't spill into other things having those kind of strategies with, with business owners like yourself and like, like me, our biggest excuse is always, oh, we don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. So why don't we do a time diary? You know, like do a time diary of how are you spending your time? And there are things that suck the time from you and then just like leak out and are really inefficient. And there, there are things that you feel like on top of the world and like, man, this, this flies. And that's a great exercise for knowing kind of what to offhand and what not to. Yeah. But you can also look at that and go, okay, what were the difference between these times as well? Like what was lagging? Were you, were you not focused? Were you distracted? Were you any of these things? Because awareness is the first part to change. As soon as you're aware of how you're spending your time in the day and what's being sucked, what's being, what's being helpful and what's being inefficient, we can then say, actually, okay, let's rearrange this a little bit. Like what could it look like to throw an exercise session in here? What could it look like to reduce the time you spend doing this task here and and talk about those things. Then you get people really like a light bulb goes off in their head and they're like, oh, okay, there's actually different ways that I can run this that would make me more efficient yeah. and would give me more time back to devote to myself. Yeah. I mean, um, Andy, my business partner this morning, he posted a video about how uh, he goes for a dog walk every morning and, and, and I do the same. And, mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, maybe I have to be in the office at 6am to go off to a meeting or something. And so my wife walks the dog, but I guarantee you that my energy is not in the same place that day. I was just going to say, I bet you notice the difference the days that you walk the dog versus the days you don't. Yeah, massively. It's such such a huge thing that one blocking time for non-negotiables, so dog walks, gym, maybe meal times, um, and then the difference it makes on your day. So the the guy who runs the law firm that you're talking about, I bet you those days he exercises, in the six hours after that exercise, he does more work than in the day where he doesn't exercise and has nine hours in the office. Yeah. And it's, it's, but it's very hard to see that when you're in the trenches. Well, that's it, isn't it, Joel? Like, you know, you and I both work with someone, don't we, to help us with our our efforts of marketing our services yeah, and it's very, it's very easy to get, um, your, you know, you, your blind spots are blind for a reason. Like I remember joining Neil's team and saying, you know, I really want, I'm here because I want to focus on paid marketing. Like I definitely feel like I've exhausted my organic audience. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, why don't you try sort of doing this, 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 and this with your organic audience? And I was like, oh wow. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've all of these, all of these results just kind of happened that I was just blind to, to, towards. Yeah. And, and it's the same as working with anyone who's an expert in their field, who's able to look from the outside and say, actually, have you ever considered making this change? Yeah. And then it's someone being, all oh, right, yeah, I've not thought of that. And going back to that time management, I can't remember the principal's name, so I don't want to misquote it, but it's that idea of the time you give a task will be like how long it takes. 
Yeah. You know, if you're if you're given six weeks for an assignment, like you're probably oh, going to do we it literally that last week. We're talking about this principle this morning as well. And I know the name. Uh, uh. <laughs> I can't remember who it is. Yeah, essentially, like, and in our in our office, it's basically the staff will always be busy, and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter if they've got two tasks or two hundred, they'll always be busy. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's very true. And every business, you know, when you, if you go to a networking event, a running joke in this office is the the conversations are always the same. So you'll be like, oh, how's things? And they go, oh, you know, busy. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it's in the name, the business owner. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. It's like, yeah, actually, how are things? It's, it's interesting because everyone's in that mindset of, I'm, I must be busy. And if I'm not busy, I must tell people I'm busy and then I will be busy. And it's just, yeah it's that's it it's that uh your bravado as well of like yeah yeah busy busy business is good really busy um it's it's the classic uh the only way to be is fine yeah, yeah. like when you say how are you yeah fine yeah massive alarm bell <laughs> I, I think it's just britain we're just not good at uh, analyzing our emotions and, and funny enough like <sighs> I have to work with a certain type of people, I think, Joel, because a lot of the time with business owners, they are very much like, you know, look, just tell me what to do. Mm. Just, just, just tell me what to eat and when. And I'm very much like, well, you know, I'm not your parent. And also if I do do that, there's going to be even more kickback against me. Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to eat this cause this isn't on my meal plan. So I'm going to have 10,000 of them. And uh, or like, oh, I'm bored of this now. I can't eat the same food over and over again. And it's like, well, you don't have to. And for me, I'm very acutely aware that a lot of people that struggle with their food, it's not because of their lack of knowledge a lot of the time. A lot of people who struggle with their food have probably done different diets. They've probably read a lot about nutrition. You know, they know about calories and, and macros and they know about energy of, of food and all the rest of it but they struggle because they're eating for reasons outside of hunger. Exactly. Yeah. And those reasons are usually down to emotions. And so for me and my clients, we do do a lot of, um, two tactics known as notice a name and diffusion because it's noticing and naming the fact that you are feeling or thinking a certain way and then defusing yourself from that. So knowing yeah. that thoughts and feelings are like clouds in the sky, they can't, you can't control them, but they do come and go and they're going to be there. And then it's your decision whether, you know, okay, I'm stressed. Your normal reaction might have been to smash down Motivity's biscuits because it's the afternoon and you've got a deadline. But now what if you notice and name the fact that you're stressed, you're not hungry, you don't want the biscuits. So instead you're going to do a five minute walk or a five minute meditation. Yeah. And then you process that stress and you get on with something else. And I think that's, um, there's an element of that self-sabotage in, in a lot of business owners where, uh, particularly if you're very stressed and then you eat, let's, let's say a pizza, you, you eat a pizza and you probably know you're very, very indulged. At that point, I think for a lot of business owners, it's like, well, I've already had the pizza. I might as well have a bag of crisps and some ice cream as well. Yeah. And and then you feel worse. And because you feel worse, yeah. you're like, well, I can't possibly feel worse than this. I might as well finish that tub of ice cream now. So. Exactly. And, and this is it. This is it, Joel. This is why like, I'm not a mindset coach by any means. I was talking about this on my podcast this morning and it's like, I'm not a mindset coach by any means, but mindset is one of the biggest factors. And I, I did a, a talk for my clients 
um, a couple of weeks ago on the difference between sort of growth and fixed mindsets. And we talk, we do a lot of talks on like positive self-talk versus negative self-talk yeah. and all the rest of it. And with that mentality, you just said there, the sabotage switch, the fuck it button, that kind of thing. That's just bred from dieting culture of good versus bad foods yeah, yeah. versus all the rest of it. Because actually, let's say you and I meet up and we go for a pizza, right? There's a really great restaurant in Leeds known as Rudy's, do really great sourdough um, and like proper Italian pizzas, that kind of thing. And we go there and we choose the pizzas that we really want and we take our time with it. You know, we have a chat, we have a drink, we cut the pizza up with our knife and fork, we put the knife and fork down between bites, we taste the food, we enjoy the event that it is. And then like halfway through, we're both like, oh, actually, you know, I'm pretty full. There's nothing wrong with taking the rest of that pizza home and having it another day. Yeah. But because of someone who might be uber stressed and just not aware of their uh, surroundings at all and are just mindlessly chowing down food, as you said, you get to the end of this Domino's pizza and actually you feel gross because you didn't really enjoy it at all. You've overeaten it massively because you were just not aware of when you were full at all. You feel guilty because you feel gross. And then it's like that lack of compassion leads to eating more food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you've just made me think of another one that I think is quite common in business too. Um, trying to get your money's worth. So, yeah. So it's like, if you're a business owner, don't go to a all-you-can-eat buffet. Because, no, no. Because you're going to have 10 plates so that you've extracted the right amount of value from the transaction. And it's yeah, like such yeah. a, a ridiculous way to to look at it because it's letting your emotions kind of rule your decision making which then flows into let's say a client decides not to work with you anymore do Mm -hmm. you run around the office like a headless chicken freaking out about it and moaning about it all day or do you put all your energy into all your other clients and Mm. the parallels are, are really funny it is funny and and how much of that comes down to, again, like, as you said, mindset and mentality around those events, yeah. you know, the mindset of going to a buffet and like, rather than enjoying the food for the taste of it and the satisfaction of it, it's like a, oh, well, this was fourteen ninety five for the all you can eat buffet. So I'm going to fill my boots. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such <laughs> yeah, like, um, my money's worth. such like a, especially owner managed businesses where maybe one of their goals for starting the business was to never be in financial hardship. So they control their financial future which probably means at some point they've felt an element of financial hardship. So trying to get their money's worth, like it's, it's the whole like boots or Sainsbury's meal deal. It's yeah. like, Oh, well I will have the bag of crisps because essentially it costs less if I have the bag of crisps. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, and I, I am all for uh, a meal deal where you have a bag of crisps as well. Like I, you know, like I'm so big on the, this idea of not, not having good versus bad food labels. And understanding, right, you know, your bag of Walker's crisps is like 120, 150 calories or yeah. something. You know, you, you and I, Joel, of, 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 on the end of the day, if, if you and I did no exercise, we're probably still burning like 2,000, 2,500 calories just living. Yeah. So having a bag of Walker's crisps, because we really want them. Like I had crisps for lunch just before we jumped on this podcast. Like I'll be 100% honest. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm all for that. But it is interesting about fill your boots mentality of, of buffets and other things like that. Mm. And 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 funny, you, you talked about the mindset of losing a client and panicking versus, well, let's put all of my energy into my current clients because I know that creating a great service is the best referral product of all. Yeah. 
but it's interesting about because I, I I ran my own business again because it was more for the freedom both financially and also for time. Yes, and also for you know as, as a trainer, I wanted to be able to help more people, and 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 in a way that I felt more impactful as well than being in the gym. I wanted nutrition and lifestyle because yeah. I saw all these people that you know they they came for an hour class and then the other twenty three hours of the day, you know they were doing all sorts. So yeah, I was like, how yeah. can we support support them in that time? But uh, there were there were many times in, and I'm much better at it now. But in my early business years, when you are fighting tooth and nail for clients, and when one leaves you, which is my goal anyway, like I want clients to be able to live without my help. But you do panic, and it's funny that business owners who do this for financial freedom, you're actually in a very vulnerable position. Yeah, because yeah. all of the, all of the stakes are on you. And the ability to have either someone to talk to about those things or the ability to just journal them. Yeah. You know, like journal your thoughts and feelings and your stresses and anxieties and, and be able to label your emotions for what they are and then take some time to do some mindfulness around that and, and actually process those thoughts, feelings and, and manage that stress that, that takes it away from food then. Yeah. You're actually, no, actually coping with it. We, I mean, we're big into journaling here to, to the point where, for a marketing company, we give our, our consultancy clients a journal. Great. I love that. Um, because it's just so important that their decisions are removing the emotion a lot of the time and yeah. also um, giving themselves the opportunity to make decisions when they're in the best space to do that. Mm. And, you know, because we, we've, we've met businesses that have completely flipped their strategy based on the fact that they'd had a couple of bad weeks and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but the last two years has been amazing. So why don't you go back through your journal if they had one and just have a look at what the reality of the situation is versus how you feel right now. Mm. It's, that's so powerful because you're, you're then argue, you're then arguing with objective data, aren't you versus emotions? Yeah. As you said, and and taking the emotion out of some really big decisions, but you you're also giving them a tool to process their emotions and thoughts, which is so so key yeah. when you're doing something that that is a, a large task on your life and can be quite stressful. Yeah, absolutely. So, Johnny, you've been an amazing guest. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Well, thank you, Joel, for having me on. Um, I really appreciate the time. Best place to find me is uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Is my handle is my name basically at Johnny Landles. So I'll, I'll send that through um, for you to share it out. But we've also got nextstepnutrition.co.uk. Yep. And on there, you'll find a link to the Next Step Espresso podcast, which I alluded to before. Um, and there's also some really helpful blogs on there that goes into deep detail about mindful eating and self compassion and journaling and all the things that we've talked about here. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you.